they're off in the Kentucky Derby. Welcome back, friends. This is the Good Midlife Podcast. This is my favorite week of the year in Louisville, Kentucky. It is Derby Week. Richard, however, is in Evansville, but he will be back on Friday to party with us for Derby Week. Today, oh, we, yeah, yeah, let's go. Um, today we've got tales from the track, favorite derby moments. We'll have some picks uh, towards the end, so maybe you guys can win some money and uh, go from there. Richard, how's Evansville tonight? It is good. It's very windy over here, so whether it's it seems like it's the theme of uh, along the Ohio River these days, just windy all the time. So, uh, but it's good. No complaints. Awesome. Awesome. It is uh, kind of windy here in Louisville tonight, too, but uh, a little cool, but the weather's getting warmer. We're hoping the rain stays out of the way for um, Oaks and Derby, but, um, you know, we've been through that before and we'll probably do it again, but we'll, we'll hope yep, for the best. Yep. Yep. We'll just have to uh, do luge beer runs or whatever we did the last time. It Wh- whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Um, well, let's do a little bit of it. Let's do our weekend recap. I've got a we we want to recap the weekend as we do anything cool, and then um, I got a quick story to tell about my life and some unfortunate events that are that but that are turning around, and then we'll get right into tales um, and stories and favorite stuff about Derby. Richard, your weekend. I know you and I had brunch on uh, Sunday with some friends, and you and Maisie hit the Cherokee Triangle Art Show. How was that? It was good. It, it's always a good time. Uh, the weather was good, and then it started raining a little bit, and then it was a cool day. Uh, you never know what you're going to get weather-wise at that place, but it was. Uh, we saw some people. Uh, we've actually befriended some one of the an artist who comes up from Atlanta. She's a watercolor, and uh, her and Maisie talk a lot. And I bought stuff from her and stuff like that. And but it, it was great. Brunch was good. Uh, weekend was a little hectic. I I think I had either a stomach bug or for two days or food poisoning. But feeling better finally on Sunday. And but overall, good day. And then after I left you guys uh, from brunch and the art show, I went for eight mile run, mile run on the Indiana Greenway and proceeded to get caught in the rain. It rained, hailed, and high wind uh, the last half, which was uh, amazing. That sounds that sounds <laughs> so awesome. It was, um, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. We were thinking the weather was kind of iffy um, Saturday afternoon, so I thought for the art show it might be kind of tricky with some rain, and then it definitely got um, worse uh, later in the afternoon when you were out there in it. So uh, that's always a good time when you're not close to home and you're on foot and the skies open up. Yes, yes. It was uh, it was a little terror. I called my wife, and she was in Target shopping, uh, and uh, yeah, so that was, uh, that was fun. Like, hey, I'm safe. Okay, and had no idea what was going on in the outside world around her. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, on the subject of Maisie and Art and uh, and us all hanging out, uh, I want to quickly thank everybody for listening. Um, we'll get to. I'm going to get someplace with this. We're getting listens all over the country. We had our first listen in Spain this week. So, hola. Uh, Singapore is still with us. Nice. And, hola. And hola. And we're listening. And we're getting listens all over the country. And to that end. Richard, tell the story that Maisie shared with me on uh, Sunday at brunch. Yeah, so uh, Maisie was at a work function, and one of her friend's sister was in town, 
and was listening to a podcast on her phone and her her name got brought up and sure enough it was the good midlife so we we got a we have a a listener in the atlanta marketplace uh thank you very much for listening uh and uh telling my wife you listen to our show so thank you yeah that's super cool super cool to have that little um connection and, and chance meeting so those paths crossing is really cool um, my weekend was, uh, I did not have food poisoning. I had Sunday brunch with you guys and we, uh, I did some work around the house in the afternoon. Friday night was opening night at Churchill Downs. So we went and did that. Um, I cashed a lot of tickets, but didn't make any money. It was a favorite heavy night. You know, I hit a pick three that paid 14 bucks. So, I mean, I came out like five bucks heavy, but, uh, you know, still a fun night and way better than not cashing tickets. So. Very exciting to get back to the track and get ready for Derby Week. Um, now, before we get into Derby Week, I got a story to tell that uh, happened last week. Um, we, as you know, we have three children living with us, uh, two in high school and one in college. And on Thursday morning, the senior in high school came into our bedroom about seven o'clock and just uh, she was looking around dazed. And we were like, what's going on? And she said, my car's gone. Uh, my car's gone. And we're like, what? No, my car's gone. So she walked out that morning and our car had been stolen out of our driveway overnight on Wednesday night. She hadn't locked Unreal. the door. Unbelievable. The keys were not in it. Uh, the car was unlocked, but thieves broke into a couple of other cars in the neighborhood. They had opened up um, another one of our cars and tossed it. So it was very scary, very um, violating feeling. Um, so you know, going through that whole thing, I know I, I know a lot of people who've had cars stolen, and uh, but it's still kind of surreal to think about having it stolen from your own driveway. Now, in a development, a positive development, this morning, Elizabeth got a call from LMPD, and the car was at the impound yard. So we have recovered the car. It uh, I don't know where it was found. The MO with these uh, thieves is they'll generally take a car out, joyride in it, maybe commit a couple more crimes, and then just leave it where it runs out of gas. And uh, apparently that's what happened. And so she got to go down and uh, sign for the car. She signed it over to the insurance so they can take a look at it and uh, clean it up and detail it. Because uh, as she said, they smoked a lot of weed in that car when they had it. For the few days they had it, they smoked a lot of weed in that car. And uh, she said, I might be high from just looking in it. Um, there was uh, a lot of blunt detritus. She sent me a picture. It looked like they'd used the center console like as um, – uh, an ashtray from a 1978 Cadillac Eldorado with just lots of ash <laughs> and, and uh, it, it was a mess. But we got the car back, which is good. That's better than having to buy another car and um, getting you know the money that you get from the insurance, is, which is not what you get on fair market, uh, you know, on the on the free market. But uh, uh, crazy, crazy week last week. A lot of stuff going on, and that was just kind of the the icing on the cake, man. Yeah, yeah, that 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 is never good. I've had my car broken into a couple times, but having a car stolen, my neighbor got their car stolen, but uh unfortunately she had her keys in the ignition or keys in the car when it got stolen. But um yeah, that that is never good and that is a little too close for comfort and uh a little violating. And and now it's I mean, it, it's good. It's back. I was wondering. It's it's lucky. The only thing they did was smoke a lot of pot in it. Yeah. Because I also have another friend of mine who basically said it looked like a homeless camp, and she got in their bones and like 
food and it, it smelled it's like it smelled like urine so if that tells you anything it could have been dramatically it could have been, been a lot worse I, and so I i'm glad it's back oh yeah, yeah there were some there were some waffle house leftovers in the car too when it was picked up but uh uh, I think those got thrown out, so uh, no extra waffles. Maybe they life. should DNA test it and then go find the criminals. Yeah, there we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> CSI it. Yes, yes. Yeah. So anyway, we got through that, and now we're into Derby Week. We've gotten that kind of wrapped up, so we're we're at the back end of the week, and um, we're ready to have some fun. So that said, I'm, I'm seated. I've got uh, my mint julep ready to go and uh, talk a little bit of Derby traditions and fun. Now, if you're not from Louisville and you don't understand it, the the, the city for the, the two weeks around Derby is huge. And nothing happens in Louisville on Derby Day or Oaks Day. The schools let out on Friday and, you know, nobody's scheduling softball tournaments, soccer tournaments. There's no party. There's parties afterwards, but there's no events. Um, and it's it's a pretty amazing thing. Now, you grew up in Richard Louisville, but I grew up in western Kentucky in Hopkinsville. And. The Derby was a big deal, like to my family. I, both of my grandparents, sets of grandparents, really liked the Derby, and I remember watching the Derby every year. But it's not the same, you know. It's there's still stuff going on. Um, I, I my cousin comes up to Oaks every year. I ran into him a couple of years ago. Asked if he was staying the night, and he said, "No, I got to get home. My daughter's playing in a soccer tournament in Bowling Green tomorrow." Um, my high school prom was on a Derby night. One, at least one of my high school proms was on Derby Day had to take a break in all the prom festivities to to catch about five minutes of horse racing at that time. So it's a totally different thing outside of the state. And uh, even in the, in our state where everybody knows the Derby, you don't really understand what a big deal it is in Louisville until you get up here. Now, Richard, you've lived with that yeah. your whole life. Um, do you remember your first Derby experience or the first time you watched it? Uh, it I meant my parents, Parents did parties. They went to a lot of derbies. They went to the Oaks. It was uh, the first one was my senior year, or I, I guess it was my senior year. Um, and but I do remember it's just like the biggest thing is like the parades, and that was the parade was a much bigger deal when I was younger. Um, in the boat race, obviously was, you thought it was like, oh my God, this is something really big. And I mean, there was a lot of stuff that you, we didn't have thunder kind of kicked off my, I guess thunder was more around it's, I think it started when I was a junior in high school, okay, maybe. And it was nothing like it is now. I mean, it, it was, and I could be off on that, it, that, but it, I do remember driving through downtown like, okay, what is this fireworks display going on? I mean, so it was a little different. It's like you were, I mean, you went to parties, like as kids, you would go to like friends parties or, and adults would let parties happen and stuff like that. So it was, it was, I, I remember like getting out of high school on Friday, which was amazing. And that was fun. So, uh, but yes, you don't do anything else, but Derby week is basically reserved for derby stuff mainly yeah, it, and friday and saturday and now it's 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 creeping into it's going to be in by by i would say in the next five years it is a full-fledged week of event like horse racing events now there well, is i mean it's derby wednesday everything is going to be uh full fully it's going to be a full week well i feel like that's right and i feel like we're pretty close to that now you know 
they do opening night Saturday, then they take off Sunday, Monday, and then they bring it back with racing on today. It's Tuesday. They call it 502 Tuesday, kind of a local stay at the track. There's Wednesday, Thursday, they branded it Thurby. Um, so it's a big local day with, a, you know, the first year they did it, I think they had 75,000 people. So it's a big deal. Um, Oaks Day and then Derby Day. And then everybody recovers Sunday and going to work Monday after Derby Week is literally the worst day of work of the year. It's horrible um, because we've, we've just finished uh, spring break for adults in Louisville, and now we just have to go back to work. But yeah, I, think, yeah. I, think, I think you're right about the uh, festival stuff, and I think you're right. It, it becoming more horse racing centered with those big days at the track rather than the Derby Festival things. And the Derby Festival, like you said, it used to be a lot bigger, a lot cooler to me because we do Thunder Over Louisville, biggest fireworks show in America with a great air show in the afternoon. Um, as an older guy, the air show is much more compelling to me now than the fireworks show. Uh, the The steamboat race is still fun and cool. The hot air balloon race is cool to see those uh, balloons up in the air. We still have a really good marathon and mini marathon um, and you know, there's some other, uh, the parade is still there, although not as big as it used to be. Like, I think probably every parade and, um, you know, some other silly things like the bed races and stuff like that. So it's, it, and then, you know, during the week of Derby, everybody's having a party or a get together or, uh, making hats on, we went to a friend's house last night who was doing a hat making party. So it's, it's just a really, really cool place. It's something that you have to kind of experience, um, you know, to, 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 to really get the full effect of it. And, and to give Thunder Over Louisville credit, the fireworks, if, I mean, it's a unique fireworks experience in itself. I mean, it, it is, it's not like your typical, Hey, I'm going to the park and look at fireworks. It is much more than that. No. It is, I mean, it is an event. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, they shut down um, one of the bridges across the Ohio River, shoot fireworks off of that, and then they have barges in the Ohio River shooting them up in the air. It's massive, and it's if you're standing on the the edge of the river, if you're standing downtown, you can feel those explosions in your chest. It physically shakes your body. Yeah, and I've been in a building next to it, and it's the same thing. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, it it's an unbelievable experience so yeah. and that the air show is really cool I man you get to see a lot of cool things and it lasts all day i mean it, it's uh it, it it truly and i think the derby is actually starting to change a little bit they i think nbc and churchill downs are really trying to get it into primetime tv because every year it seems to get later and later like the the run for the roses is later and later in the evening yeah I so think i think it's eventually going to be a prime time event i i think if they had their druthers they would do that i think you're right about that um you know I, m the very first derby i remember watching it was 1979 spectacular bid i remember watching with my grandparents so and i don't i've not missed very many through the years the first one i ever went to was 1992 uh it was the year that pat day won his first and only derby aboard little et i was working that day for the father of a friend who owned a security company and had a side project selling souvenir magazines. Uh, that was a disaster. Those mm. souvenir magazines were $10 each and that was $10 each in 1992 money. And they had no race specific information. They were just talking about the history of the Derby and, and that kind of thing. And um, it was a hard day trying to sell stuff. Now I did get paid in cash, which was cool. And it was like a hundred bucks for the day, which again, hundred bucks and, um, 1992 money for a college kid and i worked oaks day and derby day 
Uh, I did see MC Hammer at the track that day. That was the year he had a horse running. So I did see MC Hammer that day, which was pretty cool. Um, I think I was there that year too. So yeah. yes, I think that that would make sense because that was my senior year in high school. So and then, yep. And then um, I, I guess the other biggest like I've not seen a ton of celebrities where I've just like hung out, but I had some really good seats in 07. And we were sitting right in front of Lennox Lewis. He was not too far from us, which was pretty cool. Um, and Bill Sell from Kansas, his box was very close to ours. Those were the biggest celebrities. What's what's the biggest celebrities you've I, seen at the track? Yeah, I uh, uh, Kurt Hurd Street box. Uh, I was by his box and waved to him. And then uh, uh, I was in the elevator with Bill Belichick. Um, I'm, I'm sure he had a lot to say. And hit. He did. He did. And I was trying to get the person's attention next to me. And I was like, he's like, who is it? I was like, it's Bill Belichick. And he turned around. I'm like, I'm really sorry. And, uh, and then I met Patrick Patterson, a local uh, UK basketball player, the non NBA. Uh, the weirdest event was, and then I kind of met some people sporadically throughout that day, but the weirdest was, the day after Derby, I was driving down Bardstown Road, and at the entrance of Hayfield Cemetery was David Arquette, and he was with a, a young lass, and I turned around, but I was like, oh my god, that was David Arquette, turned around, rolled down the window, I was like, hey man, do you need a ride? He's like, no, good. I'm good, but buddy, thanks. <laughs> so that was one of the weirder experiences. That's kind of awesome. And then you did try to join the Green Bay Packers last year or the year before, whenever you t- did try I, to join that, the Packers yes, one year. Yes, I, I forgot about that. Yes, uh, I walked out and I was with Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb, and most of the Green Bay Packers offensive line. And I was being ushered to my limo with those players. For some odd reason, the security guard thought. I matched a lot of those guys. I guess that was, if you listened to last week, those were my heavier days. So I'm, I'm sure I looked like a linebacker, even though my head came to their shoulders and I'm six foot. So uh, that was one of the, uh, that was a good memory. And then I I'd actually do have a weird memory from my parents. My mom met Andy Warhol. Oh, that's amazing. Day. That's really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. So. This is this is a very minor celebrity, but because you know SEC basketball, you'll know this guy, Jodine. The uh, oh yeah, the former um, commentator. I think he was an AD at LSU for a while. Um, he was coming outside and he was just yelling at the top of his lungs and his Jodine, yeah. Louisiana drawl. It's somebody like, "I'm going to get a limousine." Okay, all right, Joe, go get it, go get it. Um, well, do you remember the uh, and another one was Wes Welker? Oh, yeah, and yeah. he he was. I remember. Did you UK. see the pictures? He was uh, rolling. Yes. And, uh, yes. and yes. And he came down the escalator, and I was like, I mean, his eyes were so wide. He, I mean, he looked like an owl. Yeah. I mean, they were just gigantic. And I was like, mm-hmm, something's going on there. So that was that was another weird one. The, and the, at the celebrity- Penn Dennis Club one year. Uh, sorry, I saw. Uh, David Crosby, uh, oh, Graham Nash. Nice. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, he Very performed. Cool. Very cool. The um, the celebrity situation in Louisville is always fun for the Derby. We're not a place that gets uh, A-listers all that often, and not everybody that even shows up as an A-lister, you know, C-listers get celebrated for coming. But it is fun, and uh, you know, bumping into some people who are famous. Um, now, 
we couldn't do a der- derby story without a few tales from the track, stories from the track, um, stories of things that maybe went wrong or things that were um, uh, kind of weird. And uh, I'll tell you, I'll start with this one because the first time I went in uh, as a, just a spectator, just a, a partier, was 1996, and I think that was a grindstone that won. I was in the infield with a bunch of people. Uh, I, of course, in the infield, then you saw none of the races because the giant jumbo screen wasn't there like it is now. So it was, you would bet, and then you would look at the tote board and see if you actually won. Uh, and you would also try to try to get, get your alcohol in there and have a lot of fun. So we were all of age. We were all college buddies. And a couple of my friends decided to tape uh, pints of bourbon to their back. Well, I wasn't going to do that. Um, just, I, I don't, I didn't think I could do it just the way that I stand or my shirt. I thought I would get caught. So I took the bourbon and poured it into, um, Ziploc bags and I taped it on my hip, which all worked very fine until we got out of the car and parked and went to the Hardee's that used to be down there to grab some chicken on the way in. And, um, it, the bag started leaking. And that was the day that I learned that bourbon really, really does burn your nuts. And, uh, so that was a good life lesson. <laughs> So rip that off. That was a good young life lesson. Young life lesson. So uh, if you if you don't know that, that is a fact. And uh, so we took that off, and, and we we drank the bourbon uh, immediately. And then my buddy and I, uh, we walked into the Hardee's to do the chicken order. And, of course, I had bourbon that had spilled all over my pants. You know, it spilled. I mean, you couldn't see it, but it was there. Like, I smelled like bourbon. And this is early, 10 o'clock or something. And uh, – we order our chicken and we walk away and the two young ladies behind the counter, one looks at the other one and says, damn, did you smell those boys? They are so drunk already. They, oh my God, they've been drinking since they got up. Okay. Um, very fun, very fun, uh, day that day. One of our friends, actually, we were in two cars. One friend got hammered and I think we lost him. So we had like eight people in a Honda Accord getting home with the other designated driver. So, um, you know, that's, that's the kind of stuff that, that happens at Derby. Um, Richard, you got any, you got a story or two you want to share? I got a couple more I'm going to get to. Uh, not, not too bad. I mean, I, I have gotten extremely hammered. I'll say that. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, and made an ass of myself, but that's that back in the day, that was just every other Friday or Saturday. Um, but that's the, the story happened last year. Uh, when we were uh, coming out of the Oaks, waiting for Anna to come pick us up, and we were by over by the sketchy gas station that looks like something out of Beirut. It's it used to be it a had gas station. been it's raining. Just, it was you and I. It's a shell of a yeah. gas station. It's not even a gas station. Anymore. Shell shell of a gas station. It looks like it literally was bombed, or like bombed by I don't know. But it, it is a shell of a gas station. It looks really rough. And we were waiting for Anna to come pick us up. Uh, uh, the weather kind of turned really bad toward, right towards the end of the day. and But that didn't stop us. And when we we're walking through this burned out gas station, basically, we noticed a box of chips. And it wasn't it was just like a box. Dorito. It was multiple these... of boxes. It was boxes and Gatorades. Yes. And there was just all these snacks just sitting yeah. there. And this dude just and goes it, in. And them. it was very welcoming. Yeah. So everybody's like, oh, well, look, free snacks, free Gatorades. So we, we start 
we're eating them and I'm looking around and I hear a bunch of whistles and all of a sudden I, I'm eating a chip and I look across the street and I realize there's police out in the middle of the street and there's cars parked in this lot. And it occurred to me that we might have been eating the police officers snacks. And uh, so from that point on uh, police snacks has uh but we we it's it's now almost an annual it's an annual tradition to buy police uh boxes of snacks to the parties we go to on saturday yeah that was so, such a funny that, moment you we were you're exactly right dead on you're the one who realized it. we were walking across the street and you said guys i think those might be their snacks we just ate and oh yeah. yes they were um yeah very yeah. very funny I had an incident a few years ago. This was on a Thurby, and Thurby tended to get loose for me a little bit more so than the other days of, of in the last you know five or seven years of my life. And this was early in the day. This I had never. I was not even drunk. You know, I had a you know maybe a drink you know at the friend's house before we came on the way over. And then we were sitting in uh, I think three thirteen older part of Churchill. And you know the, the it's all made of wood, and and the steps they're they're large steps, and the intermediate steps are basically just a a wooden box that's hammered down. And I took a step on it, and the whole wooden step box just rolled, and so I fell down. And I was fine. Everybody around just kind of laughed, like okay, okay, okay. But this Churchill Downs security person saw me, and they were on me like you wouldn't believe it. They were like, "Are you okay?" They went. They took my blood pressure. They gave me an ice pack. They were doing everything they could to head off any kind of a lawsuit. And I'm just like, dude, I'm fine. Like I just like I've got my ice pack though, so thanks a lot. Um, but that was kind of a funny moment. That was not not a, a, a moment of drunkenness, but um, just falling down, not drunk, and then having them come bring you an ice pack, be like, "Okay," it was pretty fun. Uh, silly too. There's a super super good story from Thurby, and I'm gonna tell it in. Make it anonymous for everybody. But this was a year that I, we were going with. Um, there were three couples, Elizabeth, and then there were two other couples. And after the track, we went to a friend's house to just hang out before dinner. We had dinner reservation, and we could walk from their house. And um, in the meantime, Elizabeth went in to go to the bathroom. We were all sitting outside. It was a beautiful night, sitting on the on the deck. And uh, <sighs> she uh, came back out and she said, oh, there, uh, somebody's in the bathroom. I'll go back in a minute. And she looked up in the window of the bathroom and said, <laughs> I think there's some stuff going on up there. And we're like, oh, I think there is some stuff going on up there. And um, there was some stuff going on up there. There was a little um, uh, late afternoon delight, if you will. Um, the shower curtain got torn down and um, these, these, these two came out like, uh, you know, what? And we're like, uh, what were you guys doing up there? And the answer was what you would expect most young uh, couples in love to say is, we were pooping. Um, no, you weren't. But uh, that was really funny. And, <laughs> and, and uh, we've recreated some photos for that. And it's been just that that's been another derby tradition for us is uh, Thurby pooping. Um, listen, if you need to get busy in your friend's bathroom, that's OK. Just don't tear stuff up and don't don't. Don't say you're pooping. Nobody poops in front of each other. That's just not right. And uh, the 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 postscript to that story yeah. is um, the date. That girl, she fell asleep at dinner. She was so hammered. So um, that was uh, another fun one that we we keep going back to. <laughs> good times. Good times. Yep. 
All right. Well, let's get to some picks. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the let's talk about what's happening uh, in the Oaks and the Derby. I have spent a lot of time the last couple of days watching um, all the prep races for for the uh, Oaks contenders and most of the stuff for the Derby contenders. And I'll tell you, I I really don't want to jump on the favorite in the Oaks, but I can't get off wet paint. She looks so good running from behind. She wants to get back and then beat you with late speed. And in her run in the fantasy, she would, had a horrible trip out of the gate, got so far back that it looked like a Zenyatta type run because she was getting so much ground and then just blisteringly fast down the stretch and still looked like she had enough to go another eighth and be good. So I love her. I'm going to be on her. Um, I also like uh, Botanical. This is a horse that has uh, run mostly at Turfway, and the troubling thing is that's poly track, artificial track, and so she's going to transition to dirt, but she threw up some great numbers and looked really good, so I'm going to throw her in my stuff. Flying Connection coming out of the out of Sunland Park. She won the Sunland Oaks. Um, that's that's kind of a lower grade track. It's in New Mexico, and she wants to run out in front of everybody. And she looks really good. She hasn't faced the type of competition that she'll face in this Oaks. So I don't know. And and she threw the twelve hole. So if she was in one, two, three, four, five, I would love her to get out in front, push the pace, and maybe be there at the end. I'm not sure she'll be there at the end. But if she can get to the front, um, she's got a puncher's chance. Um, maybe the best horse of the Phillies is not even running in this race. Faza is one of the Santa Anita Oaks. She is a Bob Baffert horse. And because of Baffert's suspension, her 100 points were forfeit after that race. And she's ineligible for the Derby. So we won't see her. Um, other ones that I kind of like to potentially throw in. Uh, gambling girl was second in the gazelle. I kind of like her as a, as a, you know, an exotic and, um, I don't know. People like South lawn. That's kind of a sexy horse right now. She was a grinder, won the fairgrounds Oaks. Uh, she beat pretty mischievous who I think is training a little bit better right now. So I might think about one of those. And then, um, I like the affirmative lady. She had a really great ride in the Gulf stream. Louis size was aboard, but he's not riding her in this one. So, uh, I'm not sure that I'll throw her in there. Oh, yeah, now that's that's it. That's it. Uh, I, I think that's it for for the Oaks. So, um, I, have you looked any at all? That's that's my breakdown. But it, I I know you've been busy, but maybe not. I, I I trust your judgment on this one. It's I'll have to lean on your expertise on this one for the Oaks and and stuff like that. I do have some uh, thoughts on uh, Derby itself, but uh, I'll I'll lean on you with the Oaks in this side the conversation because right. you know a lot more about it than i do i've not studied the oaks as much this much ever in my life so i'm, I'm sure that that's not going to work out for me but and the derby you know i like to watch the preps and i like to kind of just take the eye test what do i see what looks good and this year i've kind of broken it down looked at more numbers than i have in the past and really i just like for the derby to get back to normal you know we haven't had a normal no, normal derby since 2018 i don't think because 19 was the yeah. maximum security one and then was disqualified. 2020, you had the best horse in the field in um, authentic one. But that was in COVID year. It was in September 2021. Medina Spirit won and then was disqualified a week later. Last year, you had the outlier rich strike. So I kind of feel like we're due for something normal to kind of fit. And I also thinking through this, I really do think that the world totally started to get screwed um, after the 2019 Derby with um, 
all of that nonsense. But anyway, so that I don't waste any more time, let's get to the Derby. The favorite is going to be Forte. I like Forte. Uh, I might fade him a little bit, but in the Derby, late closers have not done well of late. Mostly the horses that want to get out front and be near the pace uh, have done better. Forte wants to come late, but I do really like that horse. The Florida Derby was great. Angel of Empire is the one that I love that I can't take my eyes off of. I thought the Arkansas Derby, he was amazing. The eye test tells me that horse is really good. The speed number is not quite as good as some other ones, but I'm going to play Angel of Empire at the top for sure in most of my stuff. Um, another one that I really like is uh, Two Phils, who won the Jeff Ruby Stakes. Uh, and again, we're talking about the poly track up at Turfway but he's thrown out the highest speed numbers of any horses in this field. He's consistently fast. He has won easily the last couple of times out. I think he's going to be in it. He's definitely going to be uh, on my exotic board. Other ones that I like potentially are Derma Sotogake, the um, Japanese horse, ran a great UAE derby. That horse could be there. You know, right now, a couple of the sexy horses, long shots if you want them, are Disarm and Skinner. Those are two that uh, kind of the backside says are training well right now. So that's kind of the the word on the streets, those two. So uh, anyway, I like Angel of Empire best. I also like Forte and two fills. So with that, we got three and a half minutes. So you, Richard, go. Give me what you got. Uh, I do like Angel uh, of Empire. Um, it, it seems like a pretty solid horse all the way around. I think if I, I'm going to I'm going to go with a uh dura or is it derma uh sagate yeah. derma um, yeah. i think i think i i think i'm i'm going to go with that horse um uh that's my pick uh, for the derby and which is bound to go wrong so don't listen to me but it, it's i just I, I i've been doing some reading on it over the past couple of days and i feel i feel pretty good about that horse so uh forte is i mean it's a I'm looking at the odds right now. It was like, I don't know how old this article is, right? It's three to one. I mean, that's pretty damn good favorite. So, uh, but yeah, so I, I think it's like another one I might have to bet on just because uh, it, it just for namesake is uh, Ray's Kane. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, right now it's 15 to one. I mean, it, it's not a very good horse, but it's like, I guess the name kind of, there's some about the name that just it reminds me of my niece and nephew. Yeah. So I might bet on them, but it's like you got to have one of those kind of bets. And um, so I, I might do that with uh, Ray's Kane. So awesome. Rocket Can, that's a great name, too. Yep. So um, but yeah, so I, I think I'm going to go with Derma. OK, I like that. I like that pick. I think that's a really good horse and you can make some money on it. You know, I I don't know. Like, again, I want the Der Derby to get back to normal because over the last 15 years i was looking at this and i've had the derby winner in eight of the 15 years and really nine because maximum security should have won and i did cash the yeah. money on nyquist but he wasn't my pick i had exaggerator that year so i've had a pretty decent track record at picking the derby winner um you know when stuff is normal but i haven't had i had authentic in 20 but that was far and away the best horse um but anyway we'll see how it goes it's always fun always fun to get to the track and bet the Derby. And when they play my old Kentucky home, if you're a Kentuckian, it's just the best feeling in the world. So I cannot wait for the weekend. 
Um, yeah, and, and if you're coming in from out of town, I know we got a minute and a half real quick. Uh, just FYI, the deja vu is no longer there. So if you're yeah, expecting right. that, it is no longer there. The city <laughs> tore it. They tore it down. Whether the city or Churchill tore it down or had it torn down, just FYI, for you no deja vu. who are expecting no deja vu after the races this year. Man, uh, it, it was, there was a fire there. I thought it just damaged it, but in, they ended up tearing it down. So uh, we'll have yeah, to find something yeah. else to get into on Derby night. Well, we will post a lot of pictures. We're going to the Oaks Friday uh, and we, Derby party Saturday at a friend's house. We'll post a lot of photos and we'll, um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll update everybody on odds to one way or another, you know what I'm picking. So um, thanks again for listening. Get at us at, the Good Midlife Podcast on Instagram, the Good Midlife at gmail.com. Richard is at Kenshin Crew on Instagram. And, um, you know, hope everybody has a good weekend. Hope everybody wins some money. And we're going to keep living our best midlife. You guys keep living yours. Stay safe and classy.